Arizona Sports, Wolf and Luke. This is Behind Enemy Lines. Gathering intel on this week's Cardinals opponent from inside enemy base camp. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Your retirement is on the clock. Execute your game plan today by visiting canvasannuity.com. All right, we have talked about this uh, Cardinals-Chiefs matchup from the Cardinals side of things quite a bit this week. But now we're going to go from uh, the other side, get the other perspective, and figure out how the Chiefs are approaching this one. Joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line is Dan and Hughes, Chiefs color analyst, former NFL receiver as well. Uh, Dan, and thanks for the time. How are you doing today? Doing all right, guys. Ready to get out there to the desert and watch some football. We got a, a good glimpse of an AFC NFC matchup last night and I think everybody around here in Chiefs Kingdom are ready to get the Chiefs going this year and uh, we start out there with you guys and the Cardinals so it's going to be fun. Oh I cannot wait for it Dan and honestly I look forward to meeting you as well. The expectations the expectations for for the Kansas City Chiefs going into this season where are they? Well I think we've been spoiled I mean, when you talk about winning six straight AFC West division titles, hosting four straight AFC championships, going to two Super Bowls, like that's where we are. Our mindset is getting to the promised land and and hopefully starting the season in Arizona and ending the season in Arizona in February. Uh, That's kind of the the aura, the mantra of this organization since Andy Reid has come here. It's never been – about just making the playoffs. Obviously, you have to start with winning games and winning games in your division, but the ultimate goal is is to get back to that promised land. And uh, we feel like we got a lot of weapons. We've retooled in a lot of ways. We've gone from one of the older teams, as far as roster is concerned, to one of the younger teams. I think our average age is 25.32 years old now. We had 10 draft picks at the Tyreek Hill trade, and Hmm. many of those draft picks are going to contribute on Sunday. So uh, there's a lot of different excitement, and and you guys know as well as I do, sometimes there's there's a fan base that gets excited before the season starts, and then there's a fan base that has anxiety before before the the first game. You know, they, they wonder about all the question marks, and there are going to be questions with the youth movement that we've had, but I Everybody feels real comfortable about it. I think it's going to be a fun matchup. Talking to Dan and Hughes, Chiefs color analyst ahead of Sunday's Cardinals-Chiefs matchup now. Dan, and you mentioned in there the name Tyreek Hill. I know Andy Reid right after that move said you know, they don't plan on changing their offensive philosophy, at least. Uh, but you you lost a big guy. Now you bring in Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and, and you've got some weapons. But how do you see the offense looking Sunday compared to what it looked like the last time we saw it? I think it's going to just look different. Now, the question that has gone on is, is the offense going to be any better or any worse? I think the offense is going to be just as good, maybe even better. Now, that's not a knock to Tyreek Hill. He's one of the most special talents that I've ever seen in the NFL. I mean, you're talking, for me, this is my perspective, you've seen guys like Barry Sanders, Jim Browns back in the day, uh, you know, the the Deion Sanders, the Bo Jacksons, like, when you see, when you really dial in to watch how Tyreek Hill pretty much embarrasses defenses every time he had the ball, that's something special because it puts you in the rare, that rare fraternity of special players that, that have come along in the NFL. So he's going to be missed. 
I mean, we don't have a guy that's going to catch a bubble screen, make six Bills defenders miss, and run for 70 yards down the sideline. We don't have that. We're going to have the more conventional West Coast offense with bigger receivers. I mean, our receiving core has has gone from McCall Hardman and Tyreek Hill was on the field last year. Both of those guys are below six foot. We had Demarcus Robinson, who is a little bit above six foot. Now we have Juju, who's listed at six one. He's more like six two. Marquez Valdez Scantling, six four. You got Justin Watson, who came over from Tampa. He's six two. So you got bigger guys that are gonna look that we're gonna look to see if we can create mismatches. And then there's there's this this other guy we got, this Travis Kelsey guy. I mean, nobody really knows about him, but we got him at the tight end position, and he's an automatic mismatch against any DB or linebacker as well. So it's gonna look different. I mean, we don't we won't have the oohs and ahs like we had with Tyreek Hill, but I think it's gonna be just as productive. You know what's just amazing about that, man? Tyreek Hill, and I'd love to get your take on this because I know you were a receiver as well and once a receiver in the NFL, always a receiver yeah. in the NFL, right, Dan? And, but yeah. Tyreek Hill was so impactful even when he didn't get the ball. That was the thing yeah. that made him so special to me. You guys obviously don't have a receiver, I think, now like Tyreek Hill. But I agree with you. I think your receiving core overall might be better. Talk, who's your best receiver right now, do you think? Who's going to get a lot of what Tyreek got? Well, here, here's the thing. Patrick Mahomes had a press conference this past week, and he said, and I really believe him. I know we get a lot of coach talk and we get a lot of cliches at, at press conferences because guys don't really want to say what they really don't want to say. But he, I think one of the honest statements he made was, every week it's probably going to be somebody different. And I talked to people who are in fantasy football leagues, and there's some fantasy football owners that didn't even pick a Chiefs receiver until late because they just don't know who's going to be the guy. And then whoever that guy is, you don't know if he's going to be the guy week to week. And I think that's the 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 purity of our offense and the the genius of Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy is that they're going to showcase different guys. They're going to exploit defenses differently each and every week. If you forced me to pick one guy, I kind of feel like Juju is a great blend that he could Mm. be a big time playmaker. He's bigger. He's physical. He doesn't mind going across the middle. He makes some plays in the intermediate routes as well. If you put him in the right position, he can exploit one-on-one coverage and make big plays down the field. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scanling is is, he's a fast guy. I mean, if you look at some of the numbers he put up, with Aaron Rodgers, he's used to playing with a great quarterback. He's used to making big plays down the field, and I think he's going to have he's going to be a huge asset as well. And then McCole Hardman, he's coming upon mm-hmm. a contract year. Tyreek Hill is gone. Some of the the plays, the gadgets, the bubble screens that Tyreek ran, they're going to look to McCole Hardman because he's shifty and he's fast as well. And he's got something to prove uh, to be out of the shadow of Tyreek Hill. So. Each of these guys is going to be – it's going to be different. And, and I think it's going to be unique. But, like, if you if you got one of our receivers on your fantasy football team, it might be a tough, tough season because each mm-hmm. week you might go from six or seven catches for 120 and a touchdown or two to two catches the next week for 50 yards and no touchdowns because somebody else elevated their game. Dan, and we appreciate the time, man. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you again down the line, all right? Thank you.